You're listening to the New Century Multiverse. Steamheart. Chapter 6. The Shadow in the South. From the Journal of Abigail Gray, District of Columbia, April 1st, 1883. James retrieved several sheets of paper from his bag and laid them down. Agent Pines, McTavish, Directors. If you have read my deposition, then you may recall my mentioning the pages of Krieger's journal, which I retrieved before the House of Versteckt burned down. They are dated 3rd of March, 1873. Should that date have some significance? Well, in my case, it was the day before I was separated from my parents. But other than that, nothing significant springs to mind. The important thing is what Professor Krieger had written for that day, just over a decade past. It was entirely penned in German, and I was only able to get it accurately translated 11 days ago. It details the professor's agonized decision to end the life of Charlotte. He was the one who walled her up alive. What a son of a bitch. Why? The staff of the house had just deserted them, fleeing from the Wendigo. Charlotte wasn't right in the head, and he didn't believe he had it in him to look after the both of them. Directors, shall I pass this round so that we may all peruse it? Give it to me first. But I'd say we can trust everyone in here with this information. Agreed. We have to. It is my understanding that unlike Greta, who appeared to have control over her abilities, Charlotte was unstable. Taking care of someone seriously ill and a possible danger to themselves and others is a challenging and often tragic circumstance to find oneself in. However... When we are dealing with a person of potentially cataclysmic power, somebody who may never gain control and presents a horrifying threat to humanity. You do what you must. I'm glad someone understands this. I got something of an understanding of who Charlotte was, and I cannot forgive Krieger for doing this to her. He may have prevented a global disaster. They caused this global disaster in the first place. Director, read that part aloud. Krieger says here of Charlotte, It is now beyond a shadow of a doubt to me that the southern portal in Mississippi was her doing. The date of the first outbreak matches up too perfectly with her first contact. First contact? Maybe with this orb? For this to simply be coincidence. Now with news of the creatures hitting our shores from foreign foreign lands, I cannot comprehend how many other portals may have been opened at that precise moment. Nor have many have been opened since, during the troubling seizures she has been gripped by. If it was simply pathways ripped wide in the same room as she, we could counter this. With Greta on hand and the control she has, we could close everything that was open before us. But the notion that these doors are opening remotely, thousands of miles from the progenitor, and feasibly witnessed by nobody, until something nightmarish emerges. It is an unsustainable situation, and it puts our planet in the gravest of danger, at the mercy of pure chaos, until such time as this power leaves leaves Charlotte's body. Thomas. Holy shit! Gray is right. If there is validity to this document, and we have nothing more concrete at present then they may well have sentenced the human race to death with their actions. And yet, 
all three, living and dead, guided James and Abigail to what might be a solution. They knew Charlotte couldn't handle this power, but one of you might... Or both of you, as it turned out. It's been divided, though not evenly. I'll say. Do you think they can open doors from far away, like Charlotte? Same power. Maybe it depends on the person. The host. More to the point, can you close doors remotely? Because if so, we don't even need to leave this room to fix the whole sorry situation. No, they can't. He is correct. Abigail and I have made no progress since my deposition. During moments of intense concentration, we can feel something, but not harness it. Not enough to open or close anything. So we're useless? Not useless. We can still use your help to find a southern door. Can you learn? Can you study your abilities? Jeremy, is there anyone who knows anything about this in your files? Everyone we know of is in this room. Damn it. What if we got you close to a wind door? I have no idea. My theory, what we've talked about in the past few days, is that if we can put you within feet of one of these portals, then maybe that something you're feeling might develop into the ability to actually close it. Kind of like teaching yourself to ride a bicycle. You need a bike, first and foremost. Worth a shot, I guess. Of course, before you attempt this, it makes the most logical sense for us to send in a party to explore what's on the other side. Find out as much as possible about who or what is behind all of this. The same as that explorer, Calvin Wilson, will be attempting to do up north when he arrives sometime around September. With both areas investigated, there might even be a way... And I don't want to get anyone's hopes up here. We've had people working on this for years with no positive leads, but if we understand what this infection is from the ground up, maybe we could cure it. Abigail and James would need to remain outside, obviously. Agreed. You are too important to put at high risk. Just getting you there will be challenging enough. That's if we do this at all. Why might we not? What use have you for us other than this? My misgivings go deeper. See, less than a month ago, atop the Capitol building, I spoke with a being that one of you has met with previously. He looked at Annie, who suppressed a shudder. His name was Seth. I don't know if he's human or what his connection to the Wendigo is, but we know he is enormous in stature, that he appears very hard to injure permanently, much less kill that he controls the manticore, and that he claims to have dominion over the creatures. How? Well, like I said, I don't know. He never vouched that information. It could all be the most audacious bluff in the history of power plays. But he appeared in Washington on the day of the riots, and the Wendigos were with him. Oakley can attest that they obey his commands, as she saw this firsthand, and survived. He threatened, offered to turn me. He somehow carries the infection within his body, but his mind is sharp and intelligent. He is not like them. What did he want? This is the most significant sticking point in my mind. You see, up on that roof, Seth told me that these territories were to be left alone by humankind in return for his herding to those same lands every Wendigo in the East. This is the closest we have to a ceasefire right now. 
He stood up and placed a large round black counter on each of the six states right of the pan-state line. Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, and finally the place we were all looking, Mississippi. Oh, bollocks. Bollocks indeed, Dr. Penrose. But how could he control them? Some kind of hive-mind telepathy? Or is he literally finding each Wendigo and asking it politely to emigrate west? Those were our top two theories. Well, it's been how many weeks now? Three. Simple question, then. Has there been a drop in Wendigo attacks since? Yes. Oh. Not by much. But the percentage of encounters has diminished since the riots. So there may be some validity to his claims. Even if he cannot control each and every one of them. Or it could just be coincidence. We kill enough of them, then the encounters are gonna diminish. All right, Thomas. You met the man, and you're in charge. So we're deferring to your judgment here. Do you want to abandon those lands forever, and leave that door where it is? Honestly, no. I do not. If there's a chance we can close it, and even if we can't, if there's a way of understanding this affliction, then I say take it. All right. Then we know we are at least going in. I've just worked out why Harry's here. We're going to travel there on the Steamheart, right? She's not the Steamheart. She's just... She's just plain old Steamheart. Nothing plain or old about her. Thank you. Wait, does does that mean I get to go with them? I'm still waiting on the go-ahead from the director. <sighs> yes. Oh, Oh, wow. As much as I would want to protect you and keep you here, you have already proven that you can maintain a cool head during a time of crisis. I wouldn't want a substitute driver or mechanic to go along with your machine in your place. Not when so much is on the line. You are, whether we like it or not, a necessary risk, Harry. Oh... Oh, wow. We considered sending wagons, but you all need Steamheart for the protection she can give you, and to cover all that ground. It's about a thousand miles. No problem. We rode half that in ten days. <sighs> if I may finish, Miss Gray, it's a thousand miles not through friendly and charted territory, but through lands we haven't secured. You're going to encounter people who haven't yet been contacted by the reunified states. To them, you may well represent a hated enemy. We have no idea what you may come up against, especially considering the creepy supernatural stuff that these gentlemen here have catalogued. We're ready. You'll need protection and guidance. Hence, Captain Oakley and Major Butler. Wait, us? But we only just settled into protecting you two. Thomas and I have talked about this. We need two professional, experienced soldiers we can trust beyond all others. Nobody else is at your level. The two of them looked at one another for a moment, and then Major Butler nodded. We understand, and agree. This must be a stealth mission. You are not to engage with the people you come across. Just get these two to the origin point. Send in the scouting team. Extract and then see about closing the door. With all due respect, Director, may I suggest an alternative? Suggest a way, Truth, but once again, it's going to be hard to sway me on this one. 
I have too many important people on board and too much at stake to want to make this anything other than a quick, quiet infiltration and reconnaissance. Do you believe they can close the door? They have a better chance than anyone else we know of, no matter how small that chance is. Then consider making this a grand tour. Consider that this could be a very public exploration mission. Lewis and Clark teaming up with Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett, and Charles Darwin with the American flag flying in the wind? Oh, God. Hear me out. You're worried that the American people won't take to this. That it will be an unpopular journey. They might even try to stop Steamheart in our tracks, right? Well, what do you think the take-home of the South is going to be if they learn that we sneaked in the back door? And possibly saved every one of their lives? You want the people on board? You want to unify? Give them a banner to rally around? What, Steamheart? A crazy contraption that's going to scare the shit out of them? Hey! I'm sorry, Harry, but it's true. Chances are they'll feel like they're being invaded if they see you coming. Not if we come in peace and brotherhood. Rally the people around... her. She pointed a decisive finger at Annie. Me. Absolutely. The vice president died under my watch. I, I let the man... I, I let the thing who did it get away. You're a war hero. You're exceptional. You're beautiful. Well, thank you, but put her at the head of this team. Make them exemplary of what we're trying to do. And as they pass through America, have them ask for help along the way. Let them gather information on wind doors, food, supplies, fuel for the furnace. And while they're doing that, they can tell people more about our grand plan. The kids will fall in love with Steamheart. The men with Annie and Abigail. And Harry. Let's not go nuts. <laughs> and the women with Major Butler and this dashing doctor. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, but have you seen your own faces? These are features that will play well on a poster. We can even press cards that people can collect. Anyone else for just sneaking in the back door? You know, this does honestly seem like the next step up from the cartographer's handbook. The Great Unification Odyssey. Seems like we'd have to meet up with an awful lot of people. James? I'm... To be honest, both plans have their drawbacks. Director Arlington's could leave us compromised if there is a malfunction or an accident. There are so many variables we cannot account for that would be mitigated with the support of the American public. But with Truth's plan, we leave ourselves utterly exposed. Yes. And again, so much could go wrong. What if we can't close the door? What if we all die on the road? What if we are captured by those hostile to the RSA? What if this Seth intervenes? Those are all valid concerns, Dr. Penrose. And as for the last one, I've been thinking about it hard. Thomas, this man, Seth, he didn't give you any means of contacting him, should our situation change. Well, I'd say that as of today, it's changed. So? So if we go in publicly, he can't accuse us of breaking this pact. We are, in fact, openly asking him to find us. Or we are starting a war. We are already at war. Restarting a war. <sighs> All right. That is a consideration. But do you really want him to catch us sneaking in? If we sneak proficiently enough, he may not catch us at all. And if we don't? Sir, I'm a pretty good negotiator. And you're right. I have a prior encounter with him that I survived. I can tell you right now. 
whatever happens, he's going to be angry. Even if we get in and out without him knowing, if he finds that door shut, there's going to be repercussions. I say we go in there fully expecting to cross paths with Seth and explain what we're doing. He has to be able to understand that closing this door is key to our survival. He may have come from that doorway. He may be the thing that infected the first human. It could be his home, or at least where he's living right now. Imagine a world full of people like him. I've thought about that, too. If we close it up, and he's on that side of the doorway at the time, we lose him as both a threat and as a potential ally. But if he's on our side of the door, he almost certainly becomes a deadly enemy with unspeakable power that I don't think we can match. But if we find him and ask his permission and he says no, we may have lost our one shot at this. You can think in circles all day, Thomas, but just ask yourself this. Necessary or not, are these all acceptable risks? On the one hand, war with the Wendigo. That's something we've been dealing with for years. And we have no real way of knowing what angering Seth could do to turn the tide. On the other, closing the door, cutting the infection off at the source, restoring the integrity of the land. Captain Oakley is right. We cannot allow one man to ransom the entire world. We have to do this. Then it is decided. Well, I'll have to find an agent to document the strange phenomena you might encounter. I'll need a few days to prep him on everything we have so far. Maybe a few weeks, actually. Pines, you're going. Really? Yes. Oh. Oh. It's not a gift or a reward or a privilege. It is a privilege. Bottom line is that we need the person with the broadest knowledge of everything unknown. If there's even a sliver of a chance that you can help out where a field agent with an extensive briefing would flounder, then we need you right there, helping. Donald, are you alright with this? Am I alright with this? I mean, you'll have to manage on your own and- I don't have much of a say. It's a direct order from our superiors. (laughs) And I'll manage. Thank you. Do come back, though. I'm a wee bit fond of your company. We should send a writer as well. Someone to document the journey. I know a guy. So Annie's going to be captain of Team Steam. It looks that way. I'll back you up in whatever way you need, honey pie. Thank you, my darling. All right, now. I suppose I'll need about ten days to prep the vehicle. Have to adapt her for the road and, and holding this many for months on end. Perfect. But that gives us time to get the word out. Start making all of you household names in Washington. We'll have a grand launch day. And before that, a ball to celebrate. We'll get all of you ladies in a fancy dresses, and you gents smart as a whip. I have one last thing to ask today. Before we become clothes horses, albeit intelligent ones. Say that we are able to make it to the southern door. And we are somehow, against all unlikelihood, able to close it. What do we do then? You get back here, log all your findings, and then set off again. And you close the rest of the doors. 
because God only knows what else might be coming through them this very minute. listening to episode 6 of Steamheart, The Shadow in the South, written and directed by Alexander Shaw, Thomas Arlington and James Penrose, performed by Alexander Shaw, Sarah Arlington, performed by Maureen Foley, Abigail Gray, performed by Sharon Shaw, Annie Oakley and Harriet Arlington, performed by Loretta Saylor, Truth Arlington, performed by Theo Lee, Jeremy Pines, performed by Matt Wardle, Frank Butler, performed by Spencer Lieb. Donald McTavish, performed by Derek Ritchie. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Agent in Shanghai, composed and performed by 1M1 Music of Shockwave Sound. Evening Fall, All This and Ossuary, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Many Soundscapes by Tabletop Audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon. Our $15 patrons get sponsor credit every episode, so thank you too. Joel Robinson, Abel Savard, Michael Hasco, Joseph Gluck, Kevin Otero, Luke Hatfield, Nick Ord, Duran Barnett, Tom Painter, Finbar Nicole, Jameis Enright, Mark Luksh, Dan Mayer, Joe Crow, Chris Finnick, Toby Jungius, Dave Hickman, Aaron Lecluse, Kieran Dechler, and Lorraine Chisholm.